section thirty seven of the crime of sylvestre bonnard by anatole france this librivox recording is in the public domain the last page august twenty one eighteen sixty nine page eighty seven only twenty lines more and i shall have finished my book about insects and flowers page eighty seventh and last as we have already seen the visits of insects are of the utmost importance to plants since their duty is to carry to the pistils the pollen of the stamens it seems also that the flower itself is arranged and made attractive for the purpose of inviting this nuptial visit i think i have been able to show that the nectary of the plant distils a sugary liquid which attracts the insects and obliges it to aid unconsciously in the work of direct or cross fertilization the last method of fertilization is the more common i have shown that flowers are coloured and perfumed so as to attract insects and interiorly so constructed as to offer those visitors such a mode of access that they cannot penetrate into the corolla without depositing upon the stigma the pollen with which they have been covered my most venerated master sprengel observes in regard to that fine down which lines the corolla of the wood geranium the wise author of nature has never created a single useless hair i say in my turn if that lily of the valley whereof the gospel makes mention is more richly clad than king solomon in all his glory its mantle of purple is a wedding garment and that rich apparel is necessary to the perpetuation of the species brolles august twenty one eighteen sixty nine m sylvestre bonnard was not aware that several very illustrious naturalists were making researches at the same time as he in regard to the relation between insects and plants he was not acquainted with the labours of darwin with those of dr hermann muller nor with the observations of sir john lubbock it is worthy of note that the conclusions of m sylvestre bonnard are very nearly similar to those reached by the three scientists above mentioned less important but perhaps equally interesting is the fact that sir john lubbock is like m bonnard an archaeologist who began to devote himself only late in life to the natural sciences note by the french editor Broles, my house is the last one you pass in the single street of the village as you go to the woods it is a gabled house with a slate roof which takes iridescent tints in the sun like a pigeon's breast the weather vane above that roof has one more consideration for me among the country people than all my works upon history and philology there is not a single child who does not know m bonnard's weather vane it is rusty and squeaks very sharply in the wind sometimes it refuses to do any work at all just like therese who now allows herself to be assisted by a young peasant girl though she grumbles a good deal about it the house is not large but i am very comfortable in it my room has two windows and gets the sun in the morning the children's room is upstairs 
jean and henri come twice a year to occupy it little sylvester's cradle used to be in it he was a very pretty child but very pale when he used to play on the grass his mother would watch him very anxiously and every little while she would stop her sewing in order to take him upon her lap the poor little fellow never wanted to go to sleep he used to say that when he was asleep he would go away very far away to some place where it was all dark and where he saw things that made him afraid things he never wanted to see again then his mother would call me and i would sit down beside his cradle he would take one of my fingers in his little dry warm hand and say to me godfather you must tell me a story then i would tell him all kinds of stories which he would listen to very seriously they all interested him but there was one especially which filled his little soul with delight it was the blue bird whenever i finished that he would say to me tell it again tell it again and i would tell it again until his little pale blue-veined head sank back upon the pillow in slumber the doctor used to answer all our questions by saying there is nothing extraordinary the matter with him no there was nothing extraordinary the matter with little sylvestre one evening last year his father called me come he said the little one is still worse i approached the cradle over which the mother hung motionless as if tied down above it by all the powers of her soul little sylvestre turned his eyes towards me their pupils had already rolled up beneath his eyelids and could not descend again godfather he said you are not to tell me any more stories no i was not to tell him any more stories poor jean poor mother i'm too old now to feel very deeply but how strangely painful a mystery is the death of a child to-day the father and mother have come to pass six weeks under the old man's roof i see them now returning from the woods walking arm in arm jeanne is closely wrapped in her black shawl and henri wears a crape band on his straw hat but they are both of them radiant with youth and they smile very sweetly at each other they smile at the earth which sustains them they smile at the air which bathes them they smile at the light which each one sees in the eyes of the other from my window i wave my handkerchief at them and they smile at my old age jeanne comes running lightly up the stairs she kisses me and then whispers in my ear something which i divine rather than hear and i make answer to her may god's blessing be with you jeanne and with your husband and with your children and with your children's children for ever et nunc dimittis servum tuum domine end of section thirty seven end of the crime of sylvestre bonheur by anatole france